Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener. And welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week. In this episode, I get to talk to one of my favorite guests, Dr. Angela Chester. And she'll be returning because we're going to be discussing how either we need to get stuff out of our mom's house or how the mothers can talk to the kids and start moving stuff out of their house. And also, I will be sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, repurpose suggestion, and my book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is, I would like for you to share a life lesson you learned from your mom. Now, of course, you can always, you know, give me a response via this this podcast page or when you follow me via social media and you see the post, you can share your life lesson there. So I look forward to reading all of those wonderful nuggets from mom. So my fact for this week is, what is Mothering Sunday? Mothering Sunday has evolved over the years from the time when people would return to their mother's church during Lent to when those in service and apprenticeships went home to their mothers with gifts such as hand-picked flowers. So in this episode, Dr. Angela Chester uh, is a pastoral counselor in private practice with offices in law beach california she's author she's a cancer survivor and hosts of daily sparks with dr angela radio and daily spark tv she has built a career spanning more than 20 years and hundreds and thousands of people counseling dr chester has also served as an associate pastor and has built a reputation as a thought leader on issues related to motivation and christian empowerment as an international motivational speaker dr chester currently serves on the advisory board of the national interfaith Council and is a member of the International Society of Mental Health, the Global Christians Professional Women's Association, and the International Women's Leadership Association. Dr. Chester holds degrees in pastoral counseling and divinity, and she is the author of numerous books, including the best-selling Before You Tie the Knot, a pre-marital, premarital counseling workbook for the DIY couple. She is the podcast host of I Do Radio on Blog Talk Radio, Modern Living with Dr. Angela on iHeartRadio, and Daily Spark with Dr. Angela on WDJY 99.1 FM, Atlanta Metro, WMTA 107.FM, um, and 13.80 AM Central City, Kentucky, and WMTA 101.2 FM Cincinnati Metro, and Radio Fairfax DC Metro. She is the host of Daily Spark TV that airs on Preach the Word Network, Ruku, Femum, and Daily Motion. So I'm going to bring to you my interview with, and I like to call them conversations, with Dr. Angela Chester. And we had a moment of technical difficulty, but just be patient because we continue our conversation. Listeners, it is May. Mother's Day is coming up, and you know who we have. We have returning guest expert, Dr. 
Angela Chester. I am so excited because, you know, moms, I know you are probably have been doing some spring cleaning. You saw some stuff. It started bringing up memories. You know you need to get some of the stuff out the house that the kids have that you want them to get out the house. But then there's this stuff that you're just like, mm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold on to it forever, which is why I brought Dr. Angela back. So Dr. Angela, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Janet. I'm always glad to be on with you. So before we start getting into our conversation, I want you to tell the listeners about your TV show. Oh, thank you for that question. Uh, Daily Spark TV. I have to say just off the bat, I love what I do. And I am so glad that God has purposed me to, to do this particular thing. So Daily Spark TV is available on uh, Preach the Word Network, as well as a lot of the other streaming platforms that people are familiar with, Roku, uh, Amazon Fire, Vimeo, so on and so forth. Um, but Daily Spark TV is a spinoff from Daily Spark with Dr. Angela, which is my radio program. Now, I'll give you the short of, of a very long story. Um, it all started with my podcast, Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I prayed a very simple prayer. Lord, I really think I could be on radio. I want to share to even more people. About five years after that, I get a phone call and I say this with air quotes out of the blue, um, which I really know is an answer to prayer. Would you like to have your own uh, radio show. Absolutely. Let's kind of zip through that. Radio did so well that the suggestion was is that I do a spinoff and have a television version of that. I started on one platform. I'm going to kind of zip through that story a little bit and uh, think Thankfully, it all worked out the way that it was supposed to, and now I am on the network I am supposed to be on that allows the show to get into over 50 million homes, and we are just over the moon. Um, I, it, this was far more than, than what I prayed for. I prayed for radio. Um, God gave me radio, but then, you know, that, that, that running over part that God gives to you, the running over, the cherry on top is the TV show. And I love it. I interview um, people who understand that their faith plays a part in their success they happen to also be authors, um, but that's not necessarily their sole profession. Like they could be coaches or ministers or uh, mompreneurs or just you know, some people say, I'm just an average Joe who wrote a book. Um, but it's all uh, faith uh, talk radio. So then it is a morning faith talk radio show. And you just have a wonderful personality and a and you're always happy and cheerful, but inspiring and motivating. So that's why you needed to be on, the, you just needed to be on TV and, and reach all of those people because they need it right now. People really, Absolutely. really need all of that right now. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Angela, yes. moms and their stuff. So why do you think it's so hard? You know, because the last conversation was, you know, really for the moms who wanted to get rid of the stuff just to kind of figure out how to get it out the house. But sometimes there's those moms just not letting go because I had a client who I was helping them organize the house and we went into the basement and then there was the high chair. Mm -hmm. And I and I looked at the high chair and knowing that there's safety measures, you know, um, guidelines in place and knowing that that was a metal high chair, metal high chair yeah. with, with food stains on it. And I says, huh, 
She's like, well, I'm keeping it for the grandchildren. I says, but I've worked with you and your husband enough to know that when a grandchild does come along, that you're going to want to buy something new. So why is it so hard just to kind of let go of that stuff? Is it like emotional? Is it because of the relationship that, you know, parents have with their children? And, you know, I've lost you. I apologize. I've lost you. Okay. On that last bit. Hold on. Oh, on the. I'm going to move. So okay. Get a better connection. I apologize. All right. Okay. And see, this is what happens. You know, this is part of podcasting people, which I love. Yes. <laughs> you, I love all of this. And that's why all of you continue, which I, I appreciate all of you listeners out there, especially all of your com- comments, your wonderful comments. So, Dr. Um, Angela, can I you hear me? Back, I can hear you now. Thank you. Wonderful. So much. I so, appreciate that. So my question to you was, you know, what is it that causes parents to still want to hold on? Is it because they're holding on to the relationship? Is it emotional? What do you think are some of the things why parents just can't let go of the teddy bear that the child had now that the teddy bear is maybe 30-something years, you know, the child's 30-something years old and then has children of his own? Well, you know, that is such a good question. And thank you for posing that question. Um, to me, it's it's a few things. One, we have people that are just uh, nostalgic by nature. You know, they romanticize life. And for them, looking at that simply takes them back to that particular time, right? So like you were saying with the metal high chair, and, and there are many people out there that's like, wait a minute, high chairs came in metal? It's like, yes, we, we remember that. And when they see that, they think of feeding their own little ones and being a mom and all the joys that that brings uh, to their recollection. So they're just overly nostalgic or overly romantic about uh, the situation. But for some, it's it's more of a grounding. It's more of... um, it represents something that was a, maybe a stable time in, in their lives. So for them, again, it was something that was good. It was something that was positive. And if they get rid of it, they fear that in removing the item, they remove the memory, which is not true. The memory is yours. It's like yours forever. For as long as you want to remember it, even in the way in which you want to remember it, it is going to be yours. So allowing that item to leave doesn't mean that that person is going to leave your life or that that memory is is going to just start to fade. So um, it it can be it can be really really hard for for some people, and then we have hoarders, people that are simply hoarders, and you know that's a, that's a whole other show for for a different day. But for for that person that's just having a hard time, um, you should remove it. And you should remove it even in stages. So maybe take it from, you know, take it from your your dining room or your or your living room. Go ahead and put it in in that next in that next space to put it in that next space. You know, take it from the living room to the garage. Take it from the garage to the curb or take it, put it in the attic if you really think it's something that they're going to come back and get at some point in time. But if they're not, there has to come that point in time where you realize that you need to release it so that it can go and become a something else. So if you can even take it to a recycling center, let it be repurposed 
into something else so that someone else can create a new memory out of something that you love so much. And it's interesting you say that because um, just before I was getting ready for our interview is I saw how people are recycling or repurposing cribs. They may take a piece of the crib and they may use it for storage for something in a craft room. Or I saw somebody actually use it outside and put some flower pots on it and, you know, and attach it to the wall. So you're right. People can do that and, and they can just repurpose things. So what about the mother? And we talked about this last year, but the mother who is like, okay. It has been like you 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 left this house like 10, 20 years ago and I still have your stuff and they want to get rid of it. But for some reason, because the child has not been proactive, mom doesn't want to kind of take that next step. So what about those moms? Like what can they do? Because they feel like guilty, I guess, just putting the stuff on the other side of the door. And, and I can understand it, but, but as a mom <laughs> and, you know, you know, in your fields of work and counseling people, how can that, what does that next step look like for those moms? You know, that is, that is such a good question. And it really goes back to asking yourself just the few questions of why, like what's really going on here and really assessing the situation. And, and I, I don't worry, I'm not going to make it too clinical in answer, but we have to ask ourselves what's really going on here because when when that child has moved out, and especially if they've been gone for 20 years, they're probably not coming back home, right? So I can understand if you kept it when they went off to college or when they first got married and they only have one child. So let's say that's a 10, 15 year span. But once they've gotten married, moved into their own house, they're on child number two, or they've simply moved out and it's been 15 years, you can probably let that go. But you have to ask yourself, why does this item, this tangible thing, hold such importance in your life? And if you are afraid of fill in the blank there. Um, for, for example, um, you have parents that say, well, I had a child that passed away and we did, our last holiday was Easter. Right? So I'm afraid that if I throw away this child's Easter basket, something's going to happen to my children that are alive. So in, in finding out what is the root cause, what is the underlying uh, stir of emotion there, we can figure out how we can properly release it and let it go. And some people suffer from PTSD and they don't realize that they suffer from PTSD. Some people are, and, and, and I mean that from the sense of something could have happened to them them as children, which is why they're holding on to their children's things, or something has happened to that child and they are afraid for that child. So they're holding on to those things. But we have to realize that everything is not uh, to be kept in its physical form, in our physical presence at all times. Uh, everything is energy. And we know that if everything is energy, then energy always is, and it changes forms and it changes its presence. What do I mean by that? That baby chair, that high chair can leave your home and still be that same high chair in your memory. It has changed its form and that is no longer in your presence. It is in the presence of someone else who can utilize that in a better way. So mom, just really ask yourself, what are you really holding on to? Because it's not this item. Because if your child doesn't want it, it is of no significance to them. 
Why are you making it so uber important? And why does it need to be in your presence? Dr. Angela, that is so good. And when you said that, I was thinking about the why. Because recently, as you know, I shared with you, I'm going through my stuff because I'm moving at some point in the future. And I came across all of my old report cards, Dr. Angela, from mm -hmm. first grade to 12th grade. And I started thinking, I'm like, why am I keeping them? You know, you know, they were my I know my mother kept them because she wanted to keep them. And then when she passed away, of course, I got them. But I'm thinking, why? Why? Who is gonna ask me what my grades were in the third grade <laughs> at this point, especially when I'm getting closer to 60 than I am to 50? And you know, and some people were shocked. You did what? You threw I says, but then if I keep them, then that means I have to create a space for them. And that space in the future, may, I may have to get a space outside the home, and I'm not doing it. I want to be able to have everything I love and use in my home, and those report cards from first grade, third grade, high school, now that I've got at least a couple of degrees, I don't need them anymore. So I like that why. I, I, like that you, I like that you mentioned that because I think one thing that will help us understand why our parents or even our grandparents for that fact kept so many things, we have to remember they didn't have the internet, you know, they didn't have the ability to snap a picture of it on their phone and put it in the cloud. So our parents and our grandparents kept a lot of things for, for and, and for certain reasons, sometimes it was the simply um, because they're the prideful parent or grandparent and, and you had done something that they found to be amazing. For other people, it was for posterity's sake. You know, I am going to help you create your legacy. And especially for many of our black and brown folk, um, people wouldn't believe that you had achieved that certain something if it wasn't in the newspaper. So they had to you know, keep that newspaper clipping or or that uh, uh, article or, or whatever it was just as, as proof that something happened. But now we have different ways of, of doing that. So we can present it in, in a different way um, that's still important to us without it having to um, clutter our, our immediate space. And you were so right, because as you were saying that, Dr. Angela, I thought about all the certificates. You know how when you were in school, you just got certificates <laughs> for everything. And I came across all those certificates. And one of them in particular, which I'm actually going to take a picture and post it sometime, it was I had not been late. And I said, see, that was just a journey that I was supposed to take in regards to time management, organization, and everything. But I'm thinking the thing is crinkled and it's got, you know, a little, got, but it's got my little gold star. So, but it's all of that stuff that we kind of pulled on to, you know, and like you said, our parents, and then we don't want to get rid of it. And, you know, I've got relatives who are retired and still have their high school textbooks. <sighs> right. Yeah. No, I let, I let, I let the, I do, I have to admit, I did let the, the high school textbook, you know, I turned all of those things in. Um, I do have a few of uh, my, my favorite books uh, from the college days, just because it's like, Hey, this book was $125. I'm, I'm keeping this one. Uh, I might want to reference it, or I might need it for, for some reason, but even still, like you say, there comes a point in time when you go, okay, if I don't know what's in this book by now, I'm never going to know. Um, but you can also now use your phone or you can, you know, use your laptop. So having to have, um, immediate access to things has so drastically changed even in our lifetime. So uh, we have to we have to let go of some of those old habits that were extremely useful then 
that have become unuseful now? Well, you know, Dr. Angela, I could talk to you for hours. You just know that. So my, my, so my one question to you is how do you stay so, I mean, you always seem happy to me, even when you just post something and you may not even be speaking, you, you, it, you just seem happy. So what do you do to not only stay, you know, motivated, motivated and inspired, but also just feel like, I always feel like you are have like a that balanced life and whatever that looks like for you, because, you know, you have the business, your wife, your mother, you know, I know you're involved in ministry. So how do you do it? Because you always seem to give out so much happiness and joy. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, you know, I have always been an, an optimistic person anyway. I am a glass half full type of person. Um, I try to be the example of what it is that I'm trying to teach others. So if I can't find the silver lining, how am I supposed to teach somebody else to find the silver lining, right? So I use my own advice. And there are literally times where when I'm trying to figure out something, I stop myself in my personal sense, right? So I stop Angela from thinking about the situation and I say, okay, Dr. Angela, how would you assist your client? And in changing that context and, and taking it outside of myself and kind of I'm giving it that third person view, and I know this may sound odd to some folks, but making it not about me, but about the issue, about the challenge or the concern, I can view it a little bit differently. I go, what would, what would I tell my clients to do? And then it's, oh, that's easy. Do this, that, and the other, right? So then I take, I take my own advice. I think being a breast cancer survivor and those who have listened to me before, you guys have heard me tell tell the long story. I'll get to the point here. When I woke up from surgery, I realized that I had made it back to the land of the living and that I had been given a second chance. Do not squander it. Do not waste it. Do not let anyone rob you of the opportunity to be exactly who God has called you to be. So how dare you wake up and not be grateful for the fact that you are alive. And especially right now when we're dealing with a pandemic and all of the all that's going on in the world, I made it. What can I do to be positive? And for anyone who comes across my path, can I sprinkle some sunshine? Can I sprinkle some glitter into their day and make them happy, make them feel better, more positive about their day? Maybe I can't solve their problem, uh, but I can at least say, you know what? I can listen. I can validate the fact that you're human and you're here and that how you feel matters. And for some people, that is all that they're looking for. But how do I keep it all together? Schedule lean. I cannot say time management enough. Um, my life is color coded. Um, <laughs> I have um, my, my handy dandy iPhone uh, is my lifeblood. Um, I have calendars for everything that I do. That might seem like a lot for, for everyone, but there's a color for radio interview, a color for TV interview, a color for podcasts, a color for my personal things, a color for my mother, a color for my family, you know? And it's just like, so that way I know what's going on at a glance. Oh, I have a blue kind of day. I know that's all radio. I have a orange kind of day, you know? And it's like, okay, so prepare, prepare yourself for that and get yourself in the right headspace. 
how much coffee do I need? Right. So <laughs> do I need one Americano or two, you know, do, do I have time for a snack? And if so, when, because sometimes I am interviewing someone on their lunch break, which would be when I would take lunch. So I need to eat either before or, after. you know, things like that, just really and truly looking at your life and saying, how can I utilize my time the best um, so that I can also give each and every person that I interact with a hundred percent. And I do understand Dr. Angela, cause mine's is color coded too. Cause I look at that, I'm like, oh, okay, I got yellow. That means that means fun time, Janet time. Or like you said, you see those other colors. Okay, that's a client here. That's a podcast. And then also what I had to face for myself is I had to go back to a planner. I know why I left the planner. Yeah. I even though I have everything on my iPhone and I've got, you know, the calendar on my, my laptop. I left the planner because it was always so heavy to carry around. But then yeah. I said, now, wait a minute, Janet. You haven't been going anywhere and it really doesn't look like you're going anywhere, but you, you just need to get the plan. And now it's like, I mean, yes, it's thick and heavy, but at least it really, it really helped me balance everything out. So I understand all of the schedules and the calendars and everything and, you know, and it's just the way it is. I use so. both. And Janet, I, th I think that I think that you're right, because especially um, now that we're working out of home office, as opposed to, you know, going into the office, um, I do have you, the large size, you know, the eight by 10 size planner. So I have space to write down my thoughts, my to do's, my, well, I don't call them to do's, first of all, because it's also about language. I write them down and I say things I will accomplish today, right? So I'm already starting off from that positive perspective. So in, in, and being realistic about what it is that you have to do, because I also have other things that I have to do, right? So really and truly setting myself up for what's going to be best for, um, for my health. And I mean, my, my physical health, my mental health, and my spiritual health. And I, I jokingly tell people, I try not to bother God too often throughout my day. So, you know, don't have such a jam-packed day that I'm going, dear God, let me get through. You know, so it's like, Angela, you scheduled this. You you did this to yourself. So, uh, you know, let's, let's not um, overwork our guardian angels. Let's not overtax ourselves. And let's be realistic about uh, um, what a work day really and truly looks like. As a solopreneur, I do not have a nine to five. I really have more like a nine to nine um, because I have different breaks in different places and different spaces. So um, just being realistic and, and putting it before you. And who cares if no one else wants to use a planner? Do you need to use a planner? If the answer is yes, use it. So <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Make life easier for yes. yourself. It has made it so much easier. Well, Dr. Angela, it is always a pleasure and a joy to have a conversation with you. So how can listeners connect with you? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for that question. Um, if you want to follow me or find me on uh, social media, I am Dr. Angela Chester. That's Dr. Angela Chester on all platforms, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest, um, Dr. Angela Chester, as well as website, drangelachester.com. And then you can also find Daily Spark with Dr. Angela and Daily Spark TV and podcast, Modern Living with Dr. Angela, all right there on my website. 
And of course, listeners, you know, I will have a direct link to Dr. Angela's website so you can connect with her, watch her show, and, you know, really get inspired and motivated by Dr. Angela Chester. So thank you so much once again. Thank you, Janet, for allowing me to be on. I hope you gained some valuable nuggets from my conversation with Dr. Angela, whether you are a person who's ready to move your stuff out of your children's stuff, out of your house, or whether you're still struggling with letting go. So please let me know. Either way, like Janet, I've taken that step, or you know what? I know what I need to do. I just need a little bit more time to process it. So now we're moving on to Taylor's Tip Time, and this is about project at mom's. So the first thing you need to do is either you need to schedule a date to either talk to mom about the stuff um, and you can have a conversation whether you're not ready for her to get rid of it or whether she's ready to just put it outside on the curb and discuss the area that she wants to clear out because maybe just understanding what she wants to transform into her space you will be able to come to a compromise and then schedule a date and time to start. It may be just a matter of you taking a couple boxes from mom's house and putting them in a space in your house. Or it may be taking something that has been sitting and collecting dust and giving it to somebody who could use it. And of course, that's my next thing is take stuff and donate it or toss it because sometimes it is time to just let it go. And then in the end, you and mom can go out for a treat, whether it's a treat for dinner, you know, you can do a pedicure and a manicure, massage, buy her flowers, just do something to really symbolize this point in your relationship. So those are my Taylor's tip time. So again, I would love to know how you make out with your project. So have you been working on getting organized and feel that you need someone to guide you from start to finish by, by providing you with the details needed to clear the clutter and get organized? Then let's stop talk so I can share how you can get back on track and get organized with my virtual sessions. And all you have to do is go to my contact page at www.janetmtaylor.com. You can schedule a free 15-minute session. And I've also reduced the cost of my virtual sessions and which are 30 and 60 minutes, because sometimes you may just need somebody just to brainstorm with you on your project. Or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you can't manage all that's happening at work, business, life, let me help. I work with clients so they can get things done without feeling stressed or burnt out. And you want to create a life so you can have more time to do all that you want to do without feeling overwhelmed. So click the show page for Strategize and Organize I can help you. I want to thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, for your sharing. Thank you so much. And of course, I want to make sure that you check out my Pinterest page. And this time I have a board for organized living, organized bedroom, managing your time, managing your life. So check those out. My app suggestion for this week is Unplug Meditation. It's the world's first drop-in meditation studio with thousands of people walking through the door every month, packed classes and class lineups that is simple, modern, interesting, and engaging. In this app, you'll find guided meditation sessions for any situation and join the daily unplug 
on unplug.com. My product suggestion this week is something that I use are stackable velvet jewelry tray organizers. Um, they're great because you can stack them, put your rings, your bracelets, your necklace, etc., and have them organized. I actually use the top tours of my dresser, which are very, um, they're not very tall, they're very slender. And I was like, what can I use these things for? And that's what came to my mind. So now my jewelry is nice and organized, accessible, and I can see everything. So check that out. And of course, you know, my repurpose suggestion is, you know, take those things around the house that you love. Maybe there's a cigar cigar box, a pair of jeans, a pair of boots. I've got three different repurpose boards on my Pinterest page. Check those out. My book selection for this week is Mom Powerment. It's a guide to work-life balance, insights from working moms on balancing career and family. My quote for the week is, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Again, I'm going to read that because it's just a wonderful and powerful quote about mothers. My mother, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am and owe to all I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I share from her. And that's from George Washington. Well, I do hope you have enjoyed this podcast. I want your feedback. Let me know how you're doing out there. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. Most of all, have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized. Thank you.